Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sammy joins me now. Chris, what are you listening to? It's um, a Sunday kind of love by Anna James. Born on this day in 1938. Um, send that out to... Um, the lasting um, relationship between Vince Williams Jr. and the Grizzlies going forward. <laughs> um, so Grizzlies win last night, a uh, unlikely victory, one hundred five to ninety six. Listen, I am not really at all invested in giving this 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 group of players a nickname, uh, but uh, this is sports talk radio, um, and so do you have a vote between uh, the. Fine Nine, the Divine Nine, the Sublime Nine, the Pine Nine, plus Jaron, or because they hit a bunch of three-pointers, the Twine Nine. I, I feel like that game is not as worthy of the nickname treatment <laughs> as some victories in the past. Uh-huh. Um, if I have to choose one, I'll go with your Twine Nine, but I don't necessarily see... You don't endorse any of them. I don't see that as a repetitive <laughs> endeavor in terms of the three-point shooting that happened. So why is that not... Given the undermanned quality... What? Why is this not? If the, if that game gets winning, winning at Miami when Jimmy Butler seemed only moderately, moderately interested in the game is not the same thing as <laughs> winning at Cleveland against LeBron James when that team was competing for titles. I just you know what the hell do you think is up? The same. What do you think is up with them? Miami? Like that is a game you would imagine they would be interested in. They'd lost yeah. a bunch of games in a row. They were adding a new player. They were at home. Like, I totally get overlooking that Grizzlies team in certain circumstances, but not one you've lost. Was it three or four in a row coming into the game? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, if I was Eric Spolster, I'd be a little concerned about it. You know, anything could happen in an 82-game season. You know, I, I thought that was a surprising win. It was a fun win. But I did not put it – I don't put it in the category of that, that Tony right. Allen, Lance Stevenson, led went over to LeBron. No. Um, all right, so um, on the topic of nicknames – are you, have you endorsed the bug? I gotta tell you, it's a it's a leap for me because you gotta explain it. Well, VW is a, is a and that's the bug, and so bug I, when I, they I don't, don't even exist. Don't en- yeah. Okay. One, I don't endorse it in the sense that I expect or want other people to say it. Okay. Um, two, I don't care if like things aren't super easy for everyone to understand. <laughs> uh-huh. I think that's I, I think that's boring. I hate explaining references yes. and like dumbing stuff down and whatever. I can find joy in the bug, and I know where it comes from. I don't particularly care whether anyone else cares. And do you? Will you deploy it regularly, or if? Or uh, ju- judiciously, I would say. 
You will, judicious deployment of the bug. Judicious deployment of the bug. Well, I'm I'm certainly not going to stand between you and your bug. Um, in, in terms of the the game last night, obviously, what is interesting here is. I think the games are interesting in themselves, or more or less, on a given night. But then we look at this through the prism of what does this mean for next year? Do you believe, by the way, that that the development of Vince Williams and the development of Gigi Jackson, hey, they're fabulously good things for the Grizzlies, particularly Vince Williams going forward. But have they been made possible or accelerated? because of the injuries. In other words, is it not just a good thing that's happened in this lost season, but it's partly a good thing that's happened because of this lost season? Yeah, I mean, I think the two the two stories are parallel, but the but like on like different levels of track or whatever. You right. know, I mean, I, I think there are commonalities between the two, but there are big differences between the two in all kinds of ways. Uh, you know, I think Gigi Jackson, if not for injuries, would just be in South Haven right now. Right. Um, I, I think Vince Williams, I think, you know, worked his way up sooner and it took less for him to get the opportunity. And like, so I, I think, I think Vince, the Vince Williams thing is partly a byproduct of the way the season's gone, but I don't think it's entirely that. I feel like the opportunities would have come for him in a normal flow of season. Whereas with Gigi Jackson, I think without all these injuries, he'd just still be with the hustle right now. Well, I, I I guess I agree with both those things. Vince Williams presumably would have gotten his opportunities stipulating largely good health. There's no, no team has perfect health, but in the end, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying a yeah. normal season flow, right. like you know, exactly. You, you're not going to have ten guys playing 82 games, so like opportunities are going to arise. He would have, though, I think, been behind Zaire and been behind David Roddy, and who knows, Jake Laravia. Well, he, he was behind all right. those guys when the season started. Right. In a right. in a season of good health, and, and, it, and, it, and it's not like Roddy and Zaire have missed a lot of games. No, and in a season of good health, we can argue well they would have been revealed to be what they've been revealed. But somehow, like their their usage and to the extent that we helped reveal them, you know what I mean? Like in much more limited roles, I wonder how how quickly the opportunity would have come for Vince Williams. Well, I, I think with Vince Williams, it's been multiple steps. And so I think what we saw with him before, you know, this confluence of like Ja, Marcus Martin, and Bain, like all exiting, exiting stage left within the same week or whatever, I think, I think Vince Williams had worked his way into the rotation prior to that. And I think he, and he was like, you know, playing, averaging 10 points a game and playing great defense. and was like right. a revelation as a rotation player. I think that's what would have happened regardless with him at some point. What has changed the last two or three weeks is that like, He's got the ball a lot, and right. suddenly he's like having, you know, he's averaging like 17, 18 points a game. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen next season. I think he may be back down to a 10 or 11 point a game guy, but I think it would be, it'll be one who is a fantastic role player playing off of those other stars. So I think the level of opportunity he has gotten to, to, to show his offense is something that is 100% a byproduct of the injuries. But I feel like he would have worked his way into the mix as a bench player regardless. Do you think that? Uh, again, we don't know what's going to happen this summer. There's lots of transactions will happen. They'll draft players. They'll trade players. The whatever else. But I think there is a reasonable, there is a reasonable likelihood that I will feel better about this team's chances next year on the Saturday before the season starts. And I say than I did last this this year before this on the before the oh, Stephen Adams. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. 
I mean, you knew, hey, even, let, let's stipulate this, and we're making this determination the day before the Stephen Adams. Right, exactly. Comes that's out, that's right? why I picked Saturday. That happened on yeah, a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, even, but even then, you knew John Morant was missing 25 games, at right. least. Uh, that's true. And even then, you, I mean, even then, I mean. We knew Brandon Clark was out. Ever, we knew Brandon Clark was well, out. Brand, yeah. Brandon Clark was out probably for the season. But with the Stephen Adams stuff, even then, there was concern about, okay, how much is he really going to play? You know, is he going to, you know, he's not going to play back-to-backs maybe? Is his minutes going to go down? I mean, I, I had written about that. When, when I had picked the Grizzlies like fourth or fifth or whatever I did in the, in, the, in the preseason, one of the things I wrote was I have as much injury concern about the Grizzlies as I do some of these other teams because, in part, I'm not sure how much Steven Adams is going to play. I thought he would like play a season, but I thought he might, you know, play 50 games and average 25 minutes, you know, not 75 and average 30 or whatever, you know? And so you had all those concerns. And so I think, you know, we still need to know what the Steven Adams prognosis is, or if not Steven Adams, someone else going into next season. But if you feel reasonably comfortable with your center situation going into next season, I think 100% I will feel better about the Grizzlies going into next season, barring some something unexpected than I did going into this season. And then at the wing, if you take that Saturday before the season began, what we were looking at was, well, Marcus Smart, we'll see where he fits. He's going to be good in some role. And uh, will he be able to be, you know, the, but, and I don't really feel much worse about that, maybe a little bit than I did last year, just because it was up and down. But you were then looking at, well, maybe Zaire, like he had some good preseason games and maybe David Roddy. And instead we will have the, sureness of Vince Williams. I, I, you'll feel much better about the wing position as well, right? Yes. I, I You know, and again, I, I have been maybe like ahead of the curve or maybe maybe some people thought prematurely or whatever with Vince Williams. But like, even when people got excited about Zaire Williams and he was a rookie or whatever, like, people were excited about him, but then when you looked at it, like, like the team was not good. <laughs> I mean, right. people sort of, sort of like overdid it a little bit. But this one stuff has been super real for like 25 games. He's just been good every night. He doesn't score 25 points every night. He's been good every single night for like two months at this point. And in a way that if he goes back next season to averaging 11 points a game and shooting 33% from three, he's still going to be really good just because of all the other stuff he does. Do you think there's a – we talk about the gap year. Do you think there's a reasonable scenario whereby – we look back at this year, not as something you would wish for, not as, as something that you enjoyed, not as, but as something that was an accelerant to where this team wants to go. Oh, I think it's possible. I mean, I, I think, you know, that, that, that's a happy way to, to think about it now, and it, we won't know right. until later on. Exactly. But it's, it is certainly possible. It is certainly, it is, not, it is not a far-fetched scenario that that ends up being the case. So of the group last night, uh, the Sublime Nine, the Nine Nine, the Twine Nine, whatever you want to call them, or just don't call them anything because uh, Jimmy Butler had no interest in the game. Um, of that group, Jaron uh, Jackson Jr. is going to be on next year's team. Vince Williams Jr. is going to be on next year's team. Um, who else? Like, of that group last night, there's, let's see, the starters were Roddy. Let's start with that. Roddy. Conchar and Gilliard. Where are they going to be next year? Um, Gilliard, I'm guessing, won't be unless he's back just on a regular G League deal or right. something. He'll be somewhere else. Um, Roddy, more likely than not. I mean, the, 
it's hard to, to isolate. Right. You know, exactly. Roddy. Put him as a group. Yeah, we'll lump them together. Roddy, Concha, Roddy, and Zaire. And Zaire. Yeah, I'm going to say one of those guys. If you said LaRavia who didn't play, I'm going to say right. like two of those four. Like pick your two, whatever. Two of those four are not here. Two of those four will likely not be here. And will you have had to, will you have gotten anything? What, like, will you have attached value to ship them off? Will you have gotten something? In, they're probably mostly value neutral, right? They'll just be off the roster. I, I don't. I don't know. I cannot see the future, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's a real question. I think, you know, given Conchar's contract, you know, I, I got to think with the Grizzlies, you don't have a lot to attach at this point. Because you, right. you're, you're not attaching a first. I don't think you're going to attach a first round pick no. and get no. rid of these guys. They don't actually have a lot of seconds left because they've used so many of them. Oh. They need to be getting getting seconds to restore the cover. That's why, you know, if you could trade Tillman for a second or two, that's probably something you should do. I mean, they sit out like four seconds to get Luke Kennard or whatever. Right. And so, so they don't actually have a lot of seconds to attach. You know, I mean, does it come down to, like, cutting a guy next season and stretching them and taking a less of a cap hit? Like, I, hopefully not. But, I, you know, so we'll see. That, that's why I'm reluctant to isolate the individuals. Right. I think it's not just about what the Grizzlies want to do. It's about what, what can any, the Grizzlies do. Right. Who's interested in what? Um, where are you on Zaire? So, I, I don't feel great about it. I, I have no expectations the rest of this season about it. I feel like either A, like you find some way to move him, B, you end up waving him and maybe stretching it and turning the $6 million cap hit next season to four to two, or maybe you're just saying, you know what, he's under contract, you know, one more year, we can't move him, let's run it back to see if Jock can re- rejuvenate him one more time. So I think any of those paths is, 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 could, could, could happen, but I don't have a lot of faith in it for the rest of this season, that's for sure. Um, the, uh, the Wizards made a change. Um, I don't know that, whatever. Do you have any, uh, any conviction about what Wes Onsel Jr. accomplished no, there? I, it, it, he hasn't he, he had anything to work with. Right. So who knows? It's, it's acting like J.B. Bickerstaff with the Grizzlies, right? He didn't have anything to work with, and then they let him go. And, like, he's had success in Cleveland, but he's also had a lot to work with. And so sometimes it's hard to discern coaching from, you know, the talent you have at your disposal. And then on the doc stuff, um, quite apart from the dramatic way that this unfolded, um, like obviously Doc Rivers has a pretty undistinguished playoff record, um, never having gotten even to a conference finals uh, with those Clippers. Um, and, well, you know, whatever. The numbers are the numbers. Three, uh, he's had three different blown leads of 3-1 to one in the playoffs. He's 6-10 and 10 in game sevens. Uh, in games where his team had a chance to clinch, he's 17 of 33, uh, 17 and 33, uh, 34% winning percentage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, do you have any thoughts about him as a head coach? No, I mean, I think, you know, he's a guy who I think players tend to like and believe in, and you got to start there with, with LeBron James, not LeBron, with Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard. Um, I, I think... You know, I, there's been, I don't know if this, this has been official, but there's some suggestion Jaeger's going to come with him as a lead right. assistant. He had done it before. I think Jaeger is a really good tactical, yep. like, you know, coach, you know, to have with him. 
I, you know, there, there's not been a great track record there, you know, in big games, big moments. But I, you know, so I don't. Right. But I, but I think generally he's been a good coach overall, and so we'll see where it goes. Uh, finally, and I read in the Daily Memphian today that Gus is is going to have a chicken sandwich that is rolling out um, this. Uh, what I guess I guess the Germantown I mean, location. They've had it. They've had it at selective stores for a while. I think they've been testing it out at right. a couple of stores. Well, what uh, Josh Carlucci wrote. I mean, in the story was that the only one where it has been in Memphis, at least this is what it was in the story, was the Forest Hill Irene had a the Gus's chicken sandwich. Jeffrey's shaking his head. Did you actually, have you eaten it, Jeffrey? The, I have. My parents I've have. eaten it. Oh, you have? Did you eat it at yeah. that one or at another one? I ate it at, I guess, that one somewhere off of Germantown Parkway. I don't Somewhere out, out okay, there. Okay, so I, 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 didn't, I, didn't yeah. know, I didn't know you've eaten it. So how, how was it, and will you Tip, will you get the chicken sandwich when you go to Gus's? I mean, I don't think it'll be my default, just like a lot of people like the Gus's chicken tenders. But if I'm going to sit down at Gus's, like, you better bring me some chicken, you know? <laughs> uh, and so, and so I, I think I'm more likely to get the sandwich than the tenders, but I'm still more likely to, like, give me a, give me a, a dark plate, you know? Right. That's what I want. All right. How, do you have any particular recollection of how the... Oh, it was very good, as you would imagine. It's quite good. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who, doesn't like, who, who eats chicken doesn't like a good fried chicken sandwich? I, this is a very good one. I actually, it's funny. I went uh, when my son Peter was home. He suggested. I said, "Where do you want to go eat?" He said, "Hattie B's." He he was he was at the time. My ex wife lives in Midtown, and so that's where they were staying. And uh, I went to Hattie B's with you and Jennifer Biggs for the soft opening and then have not yep. been back since. Because why would I need to go to Hattie B's when we have other places that are local that make chicken and indeed make spicy chicken? But I yeah. have to say, I went with Peter to Hattie B's and I got that chicken sandwich and it was magnificent. It was Hattie great. Hattie B's is really good. It's really good. Gus is better, but Hattie B's is really good. There yeah. can be more than one good chicken. Yeah, they, they do good chicken. Um, all right, Chris, appreciate it. Thanks. All right, thanks. Chris Harrington from the Daily Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.